Oh, you know what I hate? What? This movie. <laughs> First off, hi, welcome Austin to the podcast again. You uh, heard Austin's voice many a times. He's a filmmaker, friend of ours, and he recently, on the last time he was on, and Jordan was too busy, you know, working or whatever, he recommended a movie called Skinamarink to me and all of you. And I watched it. I don't know if y'all did, but I did. And I thought it would be a good idea for us to come on here and I can yell at him publicly. (laughs) All right. So Austin, Jordan, tell me your thoughts. I'll let you go first, Austin. Okay. I saw this movie back in whenever, whenever it came out in theaters for like three days. And I'm pretty sure I was just checking the regular show times for the day and some title I had never heard of was playing at the really, really mainstream movie theater that I had lived next to at like Universal Studios. It's like this big, huge theater. And I was like, what is this movie, Skinamarink? And I looked it up for like a second. And I was like, well, that seems weird. I'll, I'll go see it. So Nick, I get where you're coming from because I think when I saw this movie, there was probably about 30 walkouts. Oh shit. It was a big like 200, maybe 300 person theater. So it was huge. So it was a minority you know, given the size of the room. I think there was just a lot of people like me who either had no idea what they were about to see or just knew it was a horror movie. Because, yeah, basically the first scene happened and then the second scene happened and I was like, oh, the whole movie is like that? I was like, (laughs) this is going to be weird. And I was sat by the exit and I just watched, you know, like I said, probably about 20, 30 people leave throughout different points in the movie but it was almost thrilling because like (laughs) it added definitely this layer of just how deep is this movie gonna go with how it is and is it ever gonna relent and uh (laughs) i think as you've both experienced it really does not but i will say it was definitely an extremely singular theatrical experience and uh definitely left an impact on me i didn't know how i felt about the movie when i walked out but i was definitely like that was something uh (laughs) really different for an amc basically yeah jordan what did you think i'm not gonna lie i kind of loved it I knew going into it, Nick's thoughts about it. So before I had watched the movie, he had already told me, like, get ready to be disappointed. So I had my expectations super low. Maybe that's the trick, I think. But uh, I started it. I got maybe 15 minutes into it. And then once things actually started revealing that, like, there was a plot involved, I was kind of like, wait a second, hold on. And I started it from the beginning again, just so that I could be like, clear about it and make sure that I was understanding everything. And it was just a vibe. Once I finished the movie, I couldn't say that I loved it, but I have zero hesitations about calling it a masterpiece. The more distance that I have from it, the more I'm falling in love with it. I just, I can't stop thinking about it now. I just, I I loved it. I loved it. That's, that's all I can say. Okay. My turn. (laughs) (laughs) So first off, if you guys don't know what this is, I guess we should say that really quick. Someone tell tell them what this movie's about. A bunch of clips. A bunch of stills. That's it. That's all there is. Some stills and some creepy voices. That's it. Basically, like the, the synopsis is like a young boy and girl, a young brother and sister wake up in their house and realize that their father is gone and that all of the doors and windows in their house are gone. And it's supposed to be real scary. <laughs> 
But what they would neglect to tell you <laughs> is that you don't ever see any of these people. You see like just a bunch of walls and toys and Legos on the floor and shit. And like some really bad special effects. And then you hear this really creepy, scary voice that I don't like. And I said, I told Jordan, I said, watch it in the dark because this movie will not entertain you, but it will scare you because that voice is scary. <laughs> also, it's like, a hundred minutes long or some shit. That is ridiculous. This movie could have been 15 fucking minutes long. I would have absolutely been over the moon about it. But like people are comparing this shit to paranormal activity and the Blair Witch Project. That's in my notes. Oh my God. <laughs> they could fucking never. But also I don't even really like paranormal activity. In my opinion, if I could do this movie in my bedroom, uh, just like on a, a Saturday night with two of my friends and it took you $15,000 to do that to me, that's a notch against you right there. And, uh, the paranormal activity people did it and they spent like, what was it like a half a million bucks or something like that? So like, I guess my point is that sure. That's great that they like made money because I do, I hold on. I do have a note about, how much money this movie made theatrically. And I know it, it got released on streaming, so it doesn't really count, but uh, it's made $2 million on a $15,000 budget. That's pretty freaking cool. And yeah, uh, Paranormal Activity, I compared it with that, is, uh, has a $450,000 budget, and it wound up making $194 million. Okay, the success of an indie filmmaker who made projects on YouTube, I'm not going to, like, scoff at that, but this movie sucks. I hated it. And I want you to know, Austin, I blame you. <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember, you know, recommending this movie on air. You but did. I guess I, I did. On, sure I, I did. have it on I'm, recording. I'm sure I did. You probably asked me for something strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was something strange. Yeah, yeah I know. I... It was it was like, hey, we're talking about Schizopolis and Big Milk. What's another thing that's really weird? And you're like, hey. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll I guess I'll say a couple of things about your your little rant right there, which was nice. <laughs> um, no, as far as the fifteen thousand dollars, I will say yeah, if you just had a camera, you could you could probably do this movie actually yourself for like no money. Yeah, uh, and you 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 have made well, movies that look way more expensive well, than this for less than fifteen thousand dollars. I'll say this: I assume he paid like the people that helped him make the movie and stuff, which is very nice. <laughs> um, which I have not really done yet. Uh, um, so you know, once you do that, that adds heavily heavily to a budget yeah. also yeah in terms of the look i would actually really be interested to see what it looked like when they were shooting it because they definitely added just a bunch of filters i want to say something about that it was my experience going into this movie a the aspect ratio kind of bothered me because i don't think in the 90s, we had video cameras that shot that way. And B, th things were grainy, but they were still clear. And at first, I was a little upset that they didn't use just like a regular old camera from the 90s. And thinking about that, I was kind of like, oh, that probably means that there's like some kind of filter on this movie. And sure enough, it was actually kind of distracting at some points. You can see the one that I focused on was like a C-shaped hair or piece of dust that kept showing up. 
uh, like in the grain and it showed up several times. Sometimes it was on the other side upside down. So you could tell that they kind of like rearranged the filter a little bit. And I was upset about that at first until I kept watching the movie and realized that there's a lot of things that they probably couldn't do visual effects wise with um, I can't even think of specifics, but like with an old camera, like from the 90s. So I understand why they did it. And I guess as a filmmaker, I wanted to know, could they have done it on an old camera? Do you think that would have made it better? Do you have any opinions on this either way? I mean, I'd say personally, I probably would have liked it more if they shot it on something like a VHS camera from the 90s. Yeah. But I also will say as somebody who... Recently, I made a movie with my mini DV camera. You really have to embrace that the thing is going to freak out and give you glitches and give you flaws and your things that you thought you captured, you, you know, have not or extremely messed up or whatever. So I think for a movie that's as deliberate as Skinner or Inc., like I think obviously it is just kind of a bunch of shots of walls and lamps and stuff like that. (laughs) But at the same time, I do think like the timing of all these things is very important for it and for horror in general. So I don't blame anyone saying, you know, I'm giving like a month of my life to shoot this thing let me actually make sure that I shot it and not depend on this, you know, 30-year-old technology that could break down or glitch out at any given moment, even when you think it's all working perfectly. So <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair, but it's not as sexy as if they had done it regularly. <laughs> I wanted to tread carefully before I asked that question, because I was like, I'm going to go into this rant about how I hated that they added this filter that was clearly repeated several times like every couple of seconds i was seeing that little piece of dust but yeah that what you said has made sense so but it's a masterpiece okay it's not it's not perfect but i think what they attempted was really really cool and i think very original so no okay i agree that's i also have other positives that i'll talk about in a bit so it wasn't all bad (laughs) so jordan you said you had notes i do have notes i give it props for how heavily the nostalgia was in this movie. I feel like it brought me right back to feeling like a kid again and being in that space between like right before I go to sleep or like when I wake up in the middle of the night or something, the creaks in the house would give me goosebumps and stuff like it, it put me right in that spot beautifully. Uh, I think that worked really, really well. It genuinely felt like a nightmare in the 90s and I, I they just did a great job with that. I think the Foley and the sound design obviously get uh, a lot of praise because they were done so well. And I feel like it it did something that what I wrote in my notes here that only movies like the Blair Witch Project could deliver. And the voices, the voices that I think movies like uh, like Mothman or The Witch uh, could only deliver. Like they, they were that scary and unsettling. And I think that they worked really, really well. Yeah, spooky voices are not cool. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say one thing, though, because I, I I have and now you have. We've talked about Blair Witch Project. I just want to point out that like people say like, oh, this is like the modern day Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity was the modern day Blair Witch Project. It's only because they have shitty quality video. <laughs> Blair Witch Project, there is so much more elaborate than fucking Paranormal Activity or this movie ever. Like... There's so much more to that film. The way that I'm interpreting this is purely sound design. 
I think even no, though I know, I know, even though it was clear that they did not use equipment from the time period that they were uh, focusing on, yeah, it sure sounded like they did. It may not have looked like it, but it definitely sounded like they did. No, definitely. I just like specifically just in comparison. I just hate that like so many people have said that this is like the Blair Witch Project, and it's like okay, yeah, a cheap horror film that made <laughs> some good money, but like I don't know, I just. I'm I'm salty. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm salty because I could have made both of I could have made Paranormal Activity and this fucking movie, but I didn't. Don't people say that about like contemporary art all the time? Like I could have done that, but you didn't. Exactly. You're right. Maybe I'm just salty. I do not believe, though, I could have done the Blair Witch Project. I do not (laughs) believe I could have done a good as good of a job as those three kids. God rest their soul. (laughs) <laughs> I do like the scene of the disappearing uh, rabbit that was repeated over and over again. For some reason, that was one of the most unsettling things in the entire movie for me. Every single shot and scene, there was not a, a single one that I thought was not composed beautifully. The composition in every single shot, I think, was so gorgeous. Um, yeah, I just... My mouth is a gate. Why? <laughs> Because it's just walls, Jordan. Right, but it's how they're composed. It's how the lines are shot in in the. It's how the shapes are made within the frame. Like I thought it was awesome. I, I really do. I got you. Well, good. I'm I'm very glad that you enjoyed that. That's good. I feel like it's a movie you could just have on in the background of like a haunted house and just let it run on a, on a loop, and people would just be unsettled. Like it just delivers vibes, and I'm not mad at that, that. That's a very that is a that is like a fantastic point like just to have it on in the background like <laughs> no i'm serious like the noises and yeah if you every once in a while glance over at it you know you'd be like oh okay well there's a wall but that's okay it probably changes let me go walk <laughs> over here and talk to somebody and even though it doesn't change and the movie never does anything you would have walked away so i totally i like that <laughs> that's a great idea jordan there was one more note that I had before I'm going to ask you a question, Austin. One thing that I thought was interesting, he someone dials 911 several times in the movie, and sometimes it's successful, or one time it's successful, one time it's not. But the time that it is successful, you can hear that there are three distinct chimes when he dials the, the three numbers, and that shouldn't have happened. It should have been two different notes, because one for nine and one for the two ones. And I was like, I don't know if that was an error. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, maybe this is just a bad nightmare. And maybe that was just something that was intentional to sound different and wrong. But I don't know. I just maybe it's one of the dumb kids, <laughs> but they got through. So, like, I, I don't know. Austin, I assumed that you liked this movie enough to have recommended it and wanted to do an episode on it. But I have yet to actually hear you say that you liked it. Like, what is your opinion about this movie? Um, yes. Okay. I will say yes. I 100% like it. Up until a couple months ago, or maybe a month ago, it was my favorite movie of the year. Wow. Now I will say this has been not one of my favorite movie years ever. So that's not quite as high praise as, you know, what took its place. Um, talk to me more horror. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, another YouTuber. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my new thing. I'm into these YouTube (laughs) people, but yeah, I, I definitely liked it. And I think, like I said, you know, when I walked out of this movie the first time, I didn't necessarily know how I felt about it. I just appreciated the experience. 
which is its biggest strength and also makes it a strange movie to talk about because I definitely have ideas on what the plot is and what themes it's trying to, you know, uh, get you to think about. But at the same time, it's just the ultimate like experience movie. Like you said, it's it's just so vibes. The movie is so not specific enough, but so specific in its world that I feel like anybody can plaster almost anything they want on it and, uh, you know, get get to a completely different place with it i think it also depends on what kind of a kid you were because i think one thing the movie definitely at least for the people who seem to like it one universal thing seems to be it puts people in the mind frame of you know being seven years old or four years old like these characters and you know the way it's filmed that you're looking at everything you know mostly from their level it's not necessarily their pov but the movie almost looks like it was directed by a kid and yeah so i think it's it's just truly an experience and it's really effective of getting you into a certain mind place and you know once your mind is there then kind of any spooky shadowy corner can take on like a new menace that it necessarily wouldn't if it was just like a regular movie so yeah i it's a movie that i definitely like and enjoy but i'd almost say i kind of just respect it i've never really seen a movie made like this before you know love it or hate it uh it's (laughs) definitely unique so i think that's probably just what hit me first and made me like it. And uh, yeah, now it's a, I, you know, really like it. I think that like to echo what you were saying, it, it really genuinely brought me back to when I was a kid and like the small fears that I felt like when I was in bed and having to hide under the covers. Like um, I remember this is such a weird and specific memory that this conjured, but like I used to sometimes before I realized what it was, I used to be afraid of my own heartbeat. Like if you like press your head uh, to the pillow and you can kind of hear the heartbeat in your ears before I knew what that was, they used to scare the hell out of me. Dumb kid. <laughs> I know. Yeah, truly. But like this, this is when I was like, you know, four or five or when I was really, really little and like calling to my parents and, you know, just like the kids did in the movie. And it did such a good job of bringing me back to that place. And I think that's what I appreciate most about it. And I also even like halfway through it, I'm like, okay, I can understand why Nick may not have liked this as much. But uh, and yeah, I think you said something about it would have been better as a short film. Uh, Sure. Like I I could also agree with that. But I think like you said, I respect the hell out of this movie. I think that I walked away knowing that for sure. Okay, I want to bring something up because of a couple of different things. I brought up that they're YouTubers. You just said the short film thing again. This guy has a YouTube channel. It's called Bite Sized Nightmares. And I was like, well, I got to watch this because this is what I wanted. You know, I wanted this filmmaker making shorts. And the comment section of whatever his most recent video is will have a bunch of people writing their specific nightmares out. He'll pick one of them and then actually try to bring that to life in a short. That's cool as fuck, actually. (laughs) It's cool. These are the same thing, though. Like, it's the same. Like, I watched, like, Five of them, and I was like, oh, this is just Skinamarink. Like, this guy, I feel like... There's more Skinamarink? What? Yeah, like, it works when they're short. But this guy was like, okay, I'm just gonna take this, and I'm gonna make it really fucking long. And, like, it's gonna be great. And I'm like, 
bruh, <laughs> it was working when it was small. I mean, I get, I know it, it made him a bunch of money and people like it, whatever. But like the short ones are cool. Like so you a do enjoy five the minute short little short. What do you say? You do enjoy the short ones you're saying? Yes, okay. they're cool, but they're literally the same kind of thing as this film where it's like questionable footage, long shots. We don't really know what we're looking at. It's really dark. And it's very vibey, very moody, but it's five minutes long. And it's like, okay, cool. I certainly appreciate that. I think the first thing I texted you, Jordan, was like, hey, a fun game is to see how long you can make it through Skinamarink without turning it off. It took me two times to watch this movie because the first time I was like 15 minutes in, I was like, oh, I'm going to bed. This is awful. I can't watch this. Like, I'm <laughs> I, I'm going to fall asleep. Like, nothing is happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally just a slideshow of pictures. <laughs> and then the second time I, I again, I like I started it from the beginning too. I'm like, you know what? I have to watch this because we're going to talk about it. I feel like it being so monumentally long is what's going to lose everyone that it loses. I feel, feel like people can deal with that style. But like if it was in a shorter period of time, I feel like it would have held on to so many more people than this, which is the last thing that I will bring up about it. I have its uh, Rotten Tomato scores. It got a 72% from critics, but 44% from the audience score. And the audience uh, review thing says, for some, it might be scary, but for a lot of viewers, Skinamarink is just frighteningly dull. If you expect someone to watch something for 100 minutes and stick with you that whole time, you gotta give them something. And I just don't feel like this movie gives you anything. Austin, you could have been someone that walked out of that theater. Like, I don't blame you for just sitting there. You paid for it or whatever. But, like, Jordan, the the strength that you have <laughs> of focus to not have turned that shit off, man. To be honest, so I was admittedly on my phone a little bit like playing some games here and wow, there. Wow, fake and fan. Okay, okay. Fake no, no, fan. Several times and I rewound the parts that I missed. I was like, "Oh, actually, want to I want to watch that." But uh the so I had this thought several times was that I really wish I could have seen this in theaters so that I wasn't distracted on my phone and I was kind of like forced to watch it. Yeah. I I wish I had that experience and I'm very jealous that you did, Austin. I think that's awesome. Well, odds are it'll probably like because it's so successful, I'm sure somewhere it will air on a theater screen someday again, like for Halloween or something like you could see that happening. Right. Austin, you could see movies that are like, oh, one night only shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see it coming back just because uh yeah as you alluded to it made something like you know two million dollars in the end and you know even with marketing might have cost like twenty thousand dollars i don't think it was really marketed really it was just kind of a word of mouth thing yeah but i will say this when it comes to you know making the movie they did with how they made it and how long they made it you know, he made a $15,000 movie. So when you make something that cheap, you can probably really go out on a limb with people. I'm sure Edward Ball, I think is his name. Uh, mm. I'm sure he 100% knew that this movie was going to be for 44% of people, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, when you make something for that cheap and retain all your creative control you can 
take that kind of a risk. Yeah, I will say, you know, even as a big fan, you know, would it have really been a lesser movie if it was 80 minutes? I don't know. But at the same time, you know, I don't mind spending the extra time with it. And then actually, as far as the movie giving you nothing, I will say watching it a second time, one bit from the first maybe hour and 10 minutes of the movie that I would consider, you know, one of my favorite parts. And all this stuff that I remembered from it really came from like the last 20 minutes. And I didn't necessarily, you know, remember that. So I mean, I'll agree that the movie obviously ends, you know, very open ended, and it doesn't have this like, ah, it all makes sense now kind of moment. But in terms of like the actual like scares and the stuff that I remembered, you know, almost a year later or whatever, was a lot of stuff definitely in the third act. So while yeah, the story might not necessarily be super satisfying. The second time, I did find myself really enjoying that last run of the movie because it was just a lot of my favorite little moments. Well, I'm glad. I really do. I am happy that both of you like this film. I'm just just not in that camp. But... <laughs> Which is very okay. <laughs> the ending with like the blood on the ceiling, my eyes did like backflips. They I was rolling them back so much. <laughs> How hard they rolled. Oh my god. They spun <laughs> back. They came back from underneath my eye. Like it was a complete rotation. That's how much I rolled my freaking eye. We did better special effects when I was making movies when I was like 13 years old. What the fuck, man? Explain, Austin. <laughs> I don't know. I love that moment. It really freaks me out, especially this time. I think it freaked me out the first time. The first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time or the 15th time? <laughs> all of them and all the ones in between. And I agree with you, Jordan. Like, I think the first time I saw the thing in theaters, like the ghost thing was maybe like, yeah. I was just kind of like, even for a movie, you know, shot like the way it was, I was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to not see this anymore. Yeah. But this time I really loved it. So <laughs> Something about it is just like so unsettling. And I think another thing that makes this movie successfully scary is that it's kind of always quiet and you're kind of almost waiting for something to scare you. And I'm there was maybe like one or two jump scares, but I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad that it kind of held that tension the whole time. Yeah, uh, just great. I just, oh. I, I kind of want to watch it again. I'm now I'm like high from it. I don't know. Watch it before I get there this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Make them watch it again. I may. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I did read something where the guy was like, a lot of people come to him and are like, oh, is there a face or something right here in this frame? Or is I, I see something in the in the grain or I see something in the darkness and he said that I won't tell anybody conclusively but there is a shot where there is actually someone standing in the darkness and that he, you know he would never like reveal that or whatever but he said it was really cool because people's minds play tricks on them yes love that idea that's so cool that's such a cool concept yes do you not think that that is what happened in the movie though? Because it certainly happened when I watched it. It was like the grain was kind of hard to focus on. You could kind of see shadows, but no, yeah, totally. Okay. I agree. But like, again, I, I mean, that's that is 
that it's good is for great. five minutes, but not for yeah. <laughs> feature I'm not. Movie. I, I'm not arguing that this is not a great short film. It is just not <laughs> a great 100 minute long film. Understood to me at least. But how do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just hope that the next movie that we watch that uh, Austin recommends to us has less shots of like baseboards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two things. One, there's a hilarious video um, of somebody making fun of this movie, and they call it the horror movie, the horror version of the Sears catalog, which I think is, actually, is <laughs> not a bad description of the film. Um, <laughs> and also, I mean, I believe I ended last episode saying next time let's review a normal movie. And then I think about a week and a half ago, Nick said next episode, let's do Skinamarink. So... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't all on my shoulders <laughs> no no no, no i i 100 at least will take the blame for us doing the episode but you recommended the movie so <laughs> well i'm glad it got such a um strong reaction out of both of you yes yeah. i think it did its job then definitely all right well thank you austin for coming not for recommending it but thank you <laughs> for coming and being on the podcast yet again. Thank you for recommending it because I I don't think I would have watched this had this not happened. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you for both watching it, whether you loved or hated it. The way my screen is set up right now, it's really funny because the my window's up here, Nick's window's up here, and you're like below us in the middle and it feels very like angel and devil situation, especially since I'm lit up and you're in the dark. It's like, no, it was a good movie. No, it sucked. Um, 